everybody. <clears throat> Hi. I uh, did a, a Mac OS software update since I've last used this squeezer, and uh, it had to make me give access. That's why it took a second for the theme music to drop on YouTube. I think Izzy was messing with my goddamn settings again. You know? I thought I tweaked them. But you, you but that was your your week. Uh, uh, it's good. It's good. I think. What day is it? Wednesday. It feels like it's going very slow and very fast all at the same time. Um, very slow and very fast. If that makes sense, it doesn't. What does he do? Just uh, tweaked a little bit of my settings. Ah. When she's gonna lock you out, she's gonna get that little paw print in. And it's not gonna recognize your thumb anymore. You're not gonna have to take like a little. I know. I know. Keyboard. I know. <laughs> she's adorable though. I can't get mad at her. Nah. She was just on my lap. I was getting. I was, so I was downstairs. I was trying to get uh, Enchantress up. So she's sleeping on the couch. So I, can't, I probably can't do any loud impressions tonight. So maybe that was her plan all along. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome, everybody else. Um, so I tried to. She, we were watching Daisy Jones and the Six, a new show on Amazon. It's pretty good, it's two episodes. But at some point, I started talking to her and realized she's asleep. And it was early; it was like nine, almost nine thirty. So I was like, "All right, let me get her upstairs." Not because she she woke up at like quarter of five to go into the. She goes into the office Wednesdays, but works from home every other day. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know how the real world works, Squeezer. No. <laughs> you and I don't work in the real world. No. So, um, she's a sleepy bear, and uh, she was asleep, and I'm like, all right, can, you want to go upstairs? She's like, yeah, I'm following you. I'm right behind you. Did not move or make any effort to move. <laughs> so, I'm like, all right, I'll, yeah, I got some time before we start the show. I'll uh, give her a few minutes. I'll play Tetris on... Uh, so, I've been playing Tetris on the Game Boy app on the, the new Game Boy app on my Nintendo Switch constantly. I, I almost beat six golden coins, but I got sidetracked by Tetris, and I've been playing Tetris nonstop. Isn't, doesn't it just suck you in? Well, you know what sucks me in? I didn't realize when I was a kid. I used to just play, and I'd get frustrated when it'd stack up and I'd lose, and I'd quit, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't realize Game B was the more fun game. I, I had no idea. I thought game A and B were the same, just hard, one was harder than the other. Game B, you get it gives you a set amount of lines you have to get to finish the level. It's so much more fun. I don't know if I I, played, huh. I, I never knew that until today. Interesting. <laughs> so I've been playing the reason I've been I, I've been playing I've been playing this Tetris app I got on my phone, and it's kind of the same thing. You go through levels and you have to get a certain amount of lines killed with a certain amount of moves but then in between every level they get play like 400 ads for video games you want nothing to do with mm -hmm. so oh, let me guess the thing where you pull the thing yes and the yes oh, they're so depressing God. and like really? the, the mother's sitting there shivering with her daughter and you have to like get heat somehow to them yeah. <laughs> like i would never play like, that can, can we just be a simple puzzle game does it have to be life and death what happened to the days where I could pay to not see that? Or when it's, uh, I always love, like, I see a trailer for, like, oh, this game looks awesome. Like, I think it's good. Like, it's the next, like, oh, man, Bethesda's dropping a Skyrim trailer. No, it's just a shitty uh, pay-to-play card game mm. that has nothing to do with the video you just showed me. Anyway, there's something satisfying about playing 
Tetris on uh, Game Boy because it emulates really well on the Switch. It's got that puke green color. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I played that. And next thing I knew, a uh, half hour went by. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should nice. try to get her up to bed again. So it's on, you're playing it on the game on your um... Switch. Switch. How, how does it feel? Like just like you're playing a game like, cause I okay because that that's a big part of it like you can take that game and port it anywhere that doesn't mean it plays the way it, playing it on a game boy there's a well, physical you, you and I are different we differ on there's that. a connection to it no I'm saying like and maybe on the switch it, and it might that's fine but like if you were to play like Tetris like with a keyboard like on a computer no that's not it's not it doesn't work that way it, there's a certain way, and it might I work. I don't work you know, at InAttack and with waiting the switch to meet. and the controller, but it's. I think it's like just your hands, like your thumbs and fingers have to be. I don't work at InAttack, Squeezer. I'm not Peter waiting to meet the Bobs. I don't play Tetris <laughs> on my computer with a keyboard. Uh, it's just. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the, the colorless Game Boy version of it, and there has oh, yeah. to be a market for it if that's one of the games they put. In the, you know, the emulator. You know what I mean? Like, it, so mm-hmm. the Switch came out with a handful of games, and the, these are the first games, and they're all they're all fucking gems. I'm gonna just eventually play them all, but fuck, man. And they're free. It's just free if you have Switch Online. It's free. Nice. Not that you should be paying any money to play Tetris for Game Boy at this point, <laughs> but. I mean, I have like all these AAA titles on there. I, I downloaded Metroid Prime. I haven't started playing it yet. Uh, I, I keep telling myself I'm to wire up the GameCube and throw it in there, but I don't need to. I got it right portably. Even my backpack with me wherever I go now. Well, I got I got a, a an extra six foot extension cord for my uh, controller, so it might as well be portable. Yeah. That's the thing I didn't like about GameCube. It was still, uh, it was still RGB, like RCA cables. You know, they yeah. made that adapter to give you the red, green, blue, like the higher scan lines to get 480p. Mm-hmm. But I, I never, I never had that option on any TV. We did, oh, of course, from, we did. Right from your RGB to uh, eventually, I'm like, what is this HDMI thing? We had uh, DVI. That was what they were going with prior to uh so the hd cable boxes and stuff had dvi ports on the back mm-hmm. and that was all prior to hdmi taking over the world and now i just plug it's usb <laughs> usb c that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. crazy oh i mean hdmi still and any any who's um yeah I, with that, that being said i tried to get her up at a 10 and i document on snapchat to be like can you get out this time she didn't even budge I'm like, well, I guess I'll try to get her up after the show if I don't wake her up doing a loud Vince impression, which will anger her. See, I was trying to get her up gently and nice to get her up to bed so she just goes back to her slumber instead of, you know, like, oh, good God. I got to talk to Ezzy. There were reports Vince was backstage at Raw Mm -hmm. on Monday night in Boston, and Ezzy was working it. I gotta ask him because, like, um, Superco, I'm, just check his social media. I'm sure there's a I, picture. I, of I Vince did. There. there were pictures, but not Vince. Of um, course, there were pictures. I would ask Superco, but he wouldn't break kayfabe and tell me. Yeah, but as he will in a heartbeat. Yeah. Who? I'll show him a picture. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, I saw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him to get me a coke. Yeah. Uh, or to ask, he probably asked him where he could plug his phone in. <laughs> hey man, is it cool if I plug my phone in here? Goddamn kid, this is gorilla. What? <laughs> okay, whatever. And he pushed, kind of nudges him away and plugs his phone. <laughs> he just be sitting as he's sitting at gorilla. Sits <laughs> at gorilla. He's like selfie with fucking the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, meanwhile, I and, and and that's not why you're not fired. I mean, you just. No, I, lo- I love Ezzy. Uh, I keep love Ezzy around. And second, no, we don't, uh, we really don't, I mean. We're not. A, a long list of, if we're going to start doing that, uh, Listen, Ezzy's got a ways to go. If someone pulls their camera out and starts taking pictures at fucking high school basketball, who gives a flying fuck? Or phantoms or iron pigs for that matter. So that's not, you know. I'd be like, dude, why are you taking selfies and plugging yourself working a high school basketball game? But they do. I love this exciting job. Yes, the thrills. As he just no. as he takes the weirdest pictures, but other people we know that work in this exciting field, it's uh, down at XFL look, games in Florida. It's fun, but it's not really worth telling the world about. Yeah. I mean, listen, when we got into it, there was some sort of excitement. That first time you go into a pro arena, Brewers are okay. What up? The first time you go somewhere and you're like, oh my god, and like, yeah, like I remember I had to bring Mike Schmidt up to the booth one day at Reading, and I'm like, hey, Mr. Schmidt, you want to follow me? Sir, I'll take you up for your booth. Oh, is it that inning already? All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get up a cup of water first. Can you can you hunt one down for me? I was like, oh, I'll hunt yeah, down like, anything you want, sir. But yeah, I had that cool. Like, yeah. That was then. Or like, you, I walk out like on the field. Now I'm like, know, in Schmidt, get the fuck out of my way. We're trying to build a camera here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that. Like, I walk. Nah. I walk out onto the field in Beaver Stadium. You look up. I'm like, this place is fucking enormous. And then you're like, you're leaving. Like, this place is fucking enormous. And you're like dragging all your shit with you, trying to get out of there. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's television. Yeah. I had one at the end. At the end of the day, you just want to go home. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had. A, I had just. There's only a few cool moments ever in my life. But you have to play it cool. You can't act like. You can't take a picture. Yeah. You can't do anything. I was doing the Blink-182 show. This was pre-breakup with Tom. I know they're back together. But um, I had to go piss, and our production room is stage left. So I walk out the hallway, and I, yeah, I go piss, and I come back in, and Mark's just twirling his a drumstick, humming, singing the, the hook to feeling this to himself. And he sees me, and he nods his head and goes, Sup, man? I go, hey. Just nod my head back. Hey. I just walk past him. I'm like, sup? <laughs> you know, play cool. <laughs> walk right past him. I'm like, oh, my God. Fucking if I could pull me from the past and put me in that moment and be like, look at you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> and you, you barely care. Cause you're so tired. Yeah. And and you got to play it cool. Like you don't care either. So. Yeah. I kind of did. And I just, I had to piss and it was showtime. It was cool, but I'm like, eh, it was cool. But yeah, you gotta go. You <laughs> gotta go. Cause in the end, they're just people like you and me. Also, Haley, well, uh, you, no, you know the no, Haley Williams people, story, right? Still better than you and me. What's that? The Haley Williams story. <laughs> I was directing the Paramore oh, IMAG, and oh, I, yeah. I had the door open because I wanted to hear the show, and you could barely hear. You just hear stage monitors from where I am, and I had the lights off because I had the door open. But I was on, I was on my laptop, fucking around, kind of half directing. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, man. You really don't have to do a lot. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the encore happens, and Haley Williams just comes into my room, sits down in a chair, and look, doesn't know I'm there, and looks up and sees me looking at my laptop. And I'm like, hey. She's like, hi. Didn't know you're in here. 
Like, you're cool to stay. She's like, oh, thanks. Whew. And then she gets up and goes back on stage. I'm like, lucky yeah. I had my pants on. <laughs> Sometimes I'm known to make myself comfortable, you know. Yeah, it gets hot in there. All put, those fans going. Or, yeah. Well, I get cool. Or put my electric blanket on me. <laughs> yeah, you look like a shut-in. Yeah. You get like slippers, your blanket on like your Like your son came over to tuck you in before a big winter <laughs> storm. And he's like, all right, mom. Don't die here. I'll be back in a couple of days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. You cat on your lap. Oh, man. I wish I had Izzy in there with me. <laughs> but, yeah. there's That's there's... what you got to do. You got to start. You got to bring the kitty in. Bring Izzy into the office. Yeah. She's such a scaredy cat, though. Like, you, you as well scare the crap out of her. She'll be friends with uh, Maverick. Who's Maverick? Uh, Spencer's fucking German Shepherd. Oh right, 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 right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a, a six-month-old German Shepherd would love to play with a kitty cat. Yeah, like a chew toy. Yeah. Izzy would want nothing to do with that fucking dog. But um, yeah, she, if she wasn't so damn skittish, maybe I'd put a little litter box and a little food bowl and water bowl in there for her, and let her spend the day running around. But she's, you know, Enchantress is home all day, so she's got her. And the other two cats that they're best friends. Did I lose you? Yeah, sorry, I'm. Uh, it's a work thing. I'll, I'll pass it along to you. Snapchat. Oh no, he's all fired up. Who's all um, fired up? Boss. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, but um. Well, these are cool. Oh yeah, I got a call yelling at me. <laughs> uh, yelling, ye- not yelling at me, but yelling tor- towards yelling, me. Yelling, yeah. Was... On the phone about about that. Um, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I care. She's like, what you your girl? I'm like, yes, I care, but like, obviously not as much. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly, you just told the story about you sitting in a room with your pants off. Right. You know, right. Priorities. Directing a Paramore show. I'm looking at, I'm really looking, I want to buy an e-bike squeezer. But um, y- y'all are worried that I'm going to kill myself on my new Beamer. I'm more worried that I'm going to kill myself on this thing. Hmm. Yeah. How fast do they go? I mean, no faster than a regular bicycle. It's like pedal assist. Like 30 miles uh, an hour. Uh, that, that guy in the Sixth Sense died on a bike. He's just standing there staring at the kid. Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm thinking I get this thing, and, like, in the summer, when we're not working late, I take mm-hmm. it to work. I take back roads. I got to, like, plot, like, a little back road. Mm-hmm. Have a nice ride to and from work. Hmm. What are you thinking about that? I thought about it. <laughs> or you could just get a real bike. It is a real know. bike, too. I have a real bike. Yeah. I know. Well, then use your old bike. Well, use this, your legs. Well, I will, but this is like... Yeah, no, 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 no. Use your legs. Okay, you use your fucking legs. I do! All right, well, then don't tell me what to do. I'm getting this e-bike. <laughs> I'm going to ride it right up your ass. It's. It looks fun. I don't know. It looks cool. It's got a good I'm range. I'm trying to think... Yeah, you got a decent 
You you got a possible path, a couple paths. Yeah, I would have to like go through Copley and like Northampton, right? Um, I I would do like or the uh, city, go Union Boulevard uh, to from Airport Road. Your place go uh, down to like uh, you could uh, Martin Luther King. That? No, from you. No, you you don't have to go that far south. You you go out like through Whitehall. You come out. Yeah, to, that's like, what I'm the thinking. Okay, yeah, but that's yeah. that gets dangerous over there, doesn't it? I know. Well, so is Mar- so Martin Luther the King. They fly down that. You fly down that. I do fly down that. So, yeah, hit up like Mock Chunk. That's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, you got that crazy ass hill, and then you take uh, Shot Avenue. Yeah, you fucking tuck your balls back <laughs> and then sprint across MacArthur Road, <laughs> and then I go- uh, take Shot Avenue down to uh, Ray Street. And yeah, and then take Ray Ray Street's also dangerous. Those yeah, fucking FedEx it's called Ray Street. I, maybe I should buy a helmet. Yeah, I don't know. Trucker rides his maybe motorcycle. You know to what? Work Get a hot a air balloon. <laughs> Take a hot air balloon. Just fly <laughs> over the city. That'd be pretty I'm, fucking. I'm sure the FAA won't have any problem with you just landing in our parking lot every day. No, nah, just cut across the airport. <laughs> Yeah, can't you do that? You're a big fancy executive now, right? You should have your own private jet. So we need to fund uh, an airport on the West End. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you just, you know, oh, we don't walk even need to do that. the airport. Get to the chopper, babe. Come on. Yeah. We're talking yeah, Sylvester get... Stallone tonight. Get, get to the well, chopper. That, that, I know that, that's Arnold. That's Arnold. I am aware, but, <laughs> but we'll be talking Arnold. Don't worry. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, and then you just, uh, yeah, or yeah, you take the helicopter. You could be like one of those fancy people in, uh, like, Rio, because, you know, the, so you don't get kidnapped on your way to work, so you gotta live your whole life flying in helicopters. That's the thing? Yeah. Yeah, like, really, like, the wealthiest of the wealthy in, like, Rio de Janeiro, like, they do not walk on city streets, so you will be kidnapped. Like, they, like, just fly from place to place. I mean... I don't think anyone's getting that me. <laughs> no one's gonna pay the ransom. <laughs> As we're all in there, like trying to pool our money. <clears throat> well, how much do they want? Yeah, as Christie's pla- like boot planning to move into my office, you guys are quickly good at <laughs> emptying your life savings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, okay. you're tied up in a, a storage locker somewhere. I'd like to think they'd keep me tied up in a hot air balloon. Oh, like tie you up in the balloon and just kind of yeah, floated above the city. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. Like a radio promotion. Like you're thinking, go higher. I'm thinking lower, like e bike. Hmm. Now there, it's seven hundred, seventeen hundred dollars squeezer. But here's the kicker. I have like three thousand dollars in Amazon reward dollars to use, so it's free money. It's a free bike. Oh, wow. I want to pay a dollar for it. I mean, if that's the case. Just fucking get it, right? Yeah, get it. But And get a bunch of other dumb shit on Amazon that you don't need. <laughs> I mean, for the sake of it. isn't that everything you get on Amazon? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
well, I guess we should talk about what's going, what people care about, what's going on in the world, <laughs> not our dumb lives. Oh, that uh, is the world. Well, uh, Mandalorian premiered season three. Uh, episode one was adorable. <laughs> Tons of cute baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me watching it that Pedro Pascal plays the same hero in both his shows right now. They're both lone wolf and cub. He's both the hero killer with a violent past tasked now with taking this valuable youngster and being a father figure while they get them from point A to B. Yeah. And and that youngster shit can um, hold their own. Man, that was such a good episode. That might be one of my favorite shows on television. It might be my favorite show on TV right now, Squeezer. I got to give you credit. I don't give you your television accolades. You yelled at me to watch, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to. And you get you use my line back on you. Give me a list of everything you're watching. <laughs> and you're right. Fuck, that is worth it. I, the first yeah, episode I love it right now. got me hooked. The third was gold, but that last, that penultimate episode. Yeah, that might have been my favorite one. Yeah, it was It was good. like the whole, like, and like the, the whole, like, theme, like the hunting theme, like of everything. Like it was this stalking vibe the entire episode. Of everyone, like everyone was being hunted, like it was just. Yeah, I heard they pulled a lot of that from the game. Yeah, like the whole sequence with her hunting, the whole sequence with her hiding around the bar. Those were all gameplay mm-hmm. that they worked into the store. Store, I mean, which I could give two fucks about, but I guess if you're a fan of the game, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's almost like I don't want to call it an Easter egg or an homage, but it's like they strike the right balance. Like they're like, oh, this will work, but like. They're not going to show like the killing of the hordes of hundreds like you would in the game, like because we've seen that. Yeah, this, yeah. This yeah. is a character study. This is fucking. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and I, I love the way they handle the violence too. Like a lot of it is just off screen. Yeah, it's. I it, mean, it the, makes it Tarantino more impactful. Style. It's not just a gore fest. You hear it or see someone's reaction to it, like Tarantino. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. My, uh, I'm assuming we're going to get a lot, we're going to get a lot of zombies on Sunday night. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't know. You know the story. Uh, we, we should see some, but it's not going to be crazy. Well, apparently in the game, there was a lot of zombie attacks that they just took out of that last episode. I don't remember. Cause again, when they're apparently in the house making the fire, there's like a zombie attack in that okay. in the game, so uh, I'm just assuming that you know we've we've barely gotten the last zombie attack was that that big Groot looking motherfucker. What'd you call him? Uh, fuck. What are they? A uh, bloat? I think bloater. Bloater. Yeah. A bloater. See, the thing is, I I just watched this was a way back, but I just watched the cutscenes. So like, I didn't actually even watch the gameplay, so I'm not familiar with when the videos aren't rolling what was actually happening in game bloaters are the fourth rarest and most dangerous stage of the infected in the last of us and last of us part two they take years to develop and reach this stage after years of exposure to the cordyceps brain infection man they're ugly motherfuckers infected stage four i think I would hope to get to a bloater. You know, half our crew is already bloaters. <laughs> <laughs> um, Waiting for that one. 
but you know what are those other things called clickers uh yeah yeah they they're like bats yeah they can't, like their eyes are like swollen shut and don't do anything anymore yeah what does a fungus need eyes for yeah exactly yeah just yeah well it's a good show if you're not watching hbo hbo max i strongly suggest it um we talked uh, so we're watching Jack Ryan season 3 on uh, on Amazon we started tonight uh Daisy Jones and the Six two episodes Is in. that the uh, I I saw I saw like a trailer for it a while back and I thought it was almost like a documentary It's made to look it kinda, like a documentary It's based off of Fleetwood Mac, right? No, it's it, it's it's not based off Fleetwood Mac. I said the same thing. I go, is this supposed to be based off Fleetwood Mac and Enchantress has read the book that it's based on. And I guess the author was influenced by Fleetwood Mac. Gotcha. But it's not based on it. It's very. It seems very much like Fleetwood Mac, though. Yes. Okay. Gives that nice vibe of Fleetwood Mac. Um, what else? There's movies coming out on Apple Plus. I'm excited for Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> that I saw. Did you watch the trailer for it? No. It's really dope. And there's this movie called uh, Ghosted with Chris Evans that looks pretty good. But the Tetris trailer, fuck man, go watch that. I mean, they oh, made... maybe I, wait. Okay, this came out a little while back. Mm, I don't know. Did it just drop. Oh, it's just two weeks. I just watched it last night. Okay, so it's actually about the developing of Tetris. They didn't make like an action movie about oh, Tetris. Oh no, 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 no! It's about okay. the story. Oh, this looks. Oh, this looks it's awesome. A, the Russians, it's so good. Because um, Gaming Historian did a one-hour documentary about the hit. There's a lot of story there behind Tetris. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like a... Okay, so now bloaters are all vulnerable to fire. Like, like they're all infected, Squeezer. Going back to Last of Us. Why don't they just okay. constantly use flamethrowers? Uh, fuel's probably precious. There's other ways to start fire. And like, I mean, in medieval times, they were able to use unrefined oil to just burn the fuck out of people. Like, like there's oil still there. Get it, you know, and dump yeah, it. Well, they, yeah, but they they had like you know the feudal system, so they could make like their entire village like you know procure that. I already figured out how we survive. What's that? The Last of Us, if it happens. Okay. We move to Centralia. Ah, perfect. I'm down. What are they going to do? Come down to the burning fucking caverns? No, they're not. Yeah, City's on fire. On. Fire, bitch. Yeah, fire, bitch. All right. And it's not that far. It's only about, what, an hour and a half from us now? Yeah. We can get up there in no time. Yeah, you get on my e-bike, we'll be there in no time. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, how's it going to charge? Uh, solar power squeezer. I'll have some sort gotcha. of solar charge, uh, solar uh, charger by then. I'll be I'll be ready for it. Okay, you're gonna use your uh, Amazon points for that too. Yeah, I'm gonna use all my Amazon points. So because if if the the Last of Us zombie attack happens and I don't use my Amazon points, I lose them. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want that. Okay, uh, I guess we yapped 
for a half hour about nothing. <laughs> TV shows we're watching, movies, uh, Dinosaur Call, uh, Enchantress Saw, Cocaine Bear. I didn't get to see it yet. What'd she think? She loved it. Awesome. Did you see, by the way, the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary logos, Lego sets? Yes. The buildable poop. Why is it? Where's the buildable? The, the dino, dino droppings. I was looking at the. I saw it when I was looking at the Ninja Turtle stuff. I just can't. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that yet. But there's. there's oh yeah, it's the dino dropping. There's a visitor right. center that comes with. That's that's probably what you would have had as a kid because it comes with all the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The T Rex and the Velociraptor. Then there's the. Oh, I love the Raptor paddock. The Brontosaurus and the Jeep. Then there's the Triceratops, the Explorer, Ian, Ellie, and the bot pile of big pile of shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Raptor paddock. They're feeding. Oh, look at the baby Raptor egg too. Oh, look at the Nedry one. What is uh? What is Ellie in? Uh, it's her Malcolm. No, no, in the Raptor paddock. What is she driving? Oh, it looks like a little like ATV or some shit. Like just. She's got a sausage. Feeding the raptor a sausage. I guess it looks like there's a bun behind it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. I think it is. Is that Muldoon? I get, yeah. A little Muldoon. And then the East Dock and the Spitter. Uh, yeah, and the Dream. I love, I love the chain on the raptor. This is. Oh, man. They're not that expensive. And the Dream one's only mm. 20 bucks. Yeah. See, this is kind of a problem with. All right, this uh, eighty bucks for the. It's forty for the Velociraptor. It's a hundred, hundred and thirty for the visitor center. I don't. There's not a lot there. If I'm spending hundred thirty in a Lego set, you feel like it's cool, but you can get it. Um, that's only a six hundred ninety-three piece set. I mean, you're paying for the Jurassic Park and the. A lot of pieces. I'm I'm more in tune with. Uh, I'm gonna get the Dennis the Dream. Put that thing together. There you go. Yeah, it's for twenty bucks. You kind of got it. What's the? I might. No wonder you're that. extinct. Uh, forty bucks. Like the rat. There's not much there for. I feel like you really get the most bang for your buck with the Nedry. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because you get a whole vehicle, the Jeep, or maybe even the the Ellie. Because just because the poop. <laughs> yeah. That's one big pile of shit. What's the, what's the uh, that's one. What's that one going? Fifty for? bucks. Eighty one. Uh okay. It's not and you get the explorer with it. Yeah. Um The Turtles trailer. How great is that? How great is Paul Rudd playing Mondo Gecko? <laughs> Ish in the house. I I mean, come on and, and uh Seth Rogan and and uh um Seth and uh, Evan, Evan Goldberg, uh, are producing, and, and Seth Seth is Bebop, John Cena's Rocksteady. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't into it, and uh, someone posted it in the Rad Years group, and I was like, I am now fucking pumped for this movie. Yeah, I I didn't because the last couple iterations, like the animation, I wasn't too fond of. I mean, look, our animated series wasn't exactly I saw, a work of art. I saw se. TMNT, the first three, 3D animated one. That was pretty good. But I didn't see any of the Michael Bay ones. Oh, the Mike, like those I can't. I'm I'm strictly talking like the cartoon series. Like I never really. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't watch. Got 
back into it. No, the Michael, it was just, it's the same thing. Like, I get, like, motion sickness. I can't handle that shit constantly just exploding and flying everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, this looks fun. All right. Um, let's talk about Sylvester Stallone. I go first this week. Look at us on the fly. Let's tell you. Yeah, well, last week we <laughs> talked about uh, doing a uh, Sylvester Stallone show. Why is it saying it? Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, and also, and uh, John Bernthal's back as Punisher, too. Oh, he's officially back? Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, uh, I guess, confirmed it. Hmm. But uh, people are a little upset because it's so far, uh, whatchamacallit's, uh, Foggy and uh, Karen. Karen are back. That Either foggy. aren't back or being recast. So that foggy was pretty bad. I'm cool with recasting. Yeah. People people like what they're used to. But yeah, I, I liked Burnthal's Punisher. Oh my so. god, Red! Cool that. Do me a favor, Red. All right. Um, my first pick for the Sylvester Stallone show is the following. The year 2032. The city, Los Angeles. The movie, Demolition Man. The restaurant. Now all restaurants are Taco Bell. Exactamundo. The demo deal. Buy a burrito supreme. Nachos. And a large drink for one low price. And get an official Demolition Man movie poster absolutely free. I'm impressed. The supply's limited. The conclusion, get to Taco Bell today. Uh, the demo deal. I never got this because <laughs> I can't pinpoint exactly when I had my first Taco Bell. It, I know, no, I, I what year it was. I know when it was. I remember it. We were in a parking parking lot of of Franklin Mills uh, Mall down in Philadelphia, and my dad went in White Castle, and my mom said no, and the only other option was Taco Bell, and we got Taco Bell, and I was like, it was like instantly like in Wrecking Room for a Dream when my eyes got really big. <laughs> the addiction, but I didn't didn't eat it like on a regular basis until probably uh, probably like ninety six. You know when uh, Simon Phoenix and uh, John Spartan are both cryogenically frozen in ninety six. Mm. You know, so that makes ninety six the future. Well, the movie came out in ninety three, mm-hmm. so they're frozen in ninety six, and then they're both woken up. In 2032, which is only nine years away. <laughs> so that is that our next future movie to compare ourselves to? Demolition Man, San Angeles, yeah. the megalopolis of Los Angeles, San Diego, and Santa Barbara. <laughs> like we're all waiting for 2015. And that came and went. We're like, okay, we're nowhere close to that. I mean, I don't want to be using the three shells. That's all I ask for. Yeah, no. And like the cursing, we won't even be able to do our show oh, without plenty of toilet. Oh my god! Do you know how much waste would be? <sighs> you constantly just hear the printer going. It was uh, kind of a. I guess they're doing a take on Brave New World. They they named Sandra Bullock's character uh, Lenina Huxley, um, based on Aldous Huxley. Uh, Aldous Aldous Huxley and Lenina Crown, the the main character in the book. Mm-hmm. But it really, it really wasn't. A, like 
They showed us in school Gattaca. They should have showed us Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I loved Gattaca. Yeah, Gattaca was dope. But yeah, Demolition but Man is... I, I can I can understand why if they're going to show you either Gattaca... I think I watched Gattaca in school, too. Yeah, they showed us Gattaca in school after we read. Because teachers were classic for that. I mean, I, I don't blame them. Easy yeah. way to not teach and not do your job. Yeah. And it's that, like four and days. Was your teacher a lady? Oh, yeah, Ethan Hawke. He's a yeah. babe. Yeah, there you go. He's a babe. Yeah. And and the what's his name too? Uh Obi Wan. Oh yeah, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. 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 Mrs. Yeah. Squeezer likes that movie. But uh yeah, and Uma Thurman, right? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, what a beautiful future. Well yeah, they ha- and they had a uh yeah. daughter, Maya Mike's... Hawk, who's now in uh, Stranger Things. And oh, once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood. Um Anyway, this movie, in the movie, the only restaurant now is Taco Bell. <laughs> all the restaurants are Taco Bell. So to capitalize, Taco Bell uh, made all these cups with the Taco Bell logo. And they had the demo deal. The, the what is it? The Supreme. Wait. Burrito Supreme. The burrito Supreme. Mm-hmm. Nachos, you know, chips and cheese, and a large Pepsi. Because it's not a Coke place. Um, speaking of Pepsi... I saw a rumor on one of my food bloggers' accounts that Pepsi just refiled for the copyright for Big Slam again. And oh boy. I credit all the popularity of Big Slam coming back, if it does, to this show, Squeezer. <laughs> Who else? Maybe Dino Drax talked about it, but I'm gonna you know, he's talked about a lot of things before we have, like everything, but not Big Slams. Yeah. I've talked I'm I've been the proponent of Big Slam. Oh, here comes here comes the feud. Oh, I love him. Uh, uh, I would never. Mm-hmm. I that. sure. I mean, he was talking shit right before we started too. I mean, I talk shit on everybody, but not from down a I talk shit to your face. Um, where is my bottle opener? Squeezer, I'm stuck here what? in my chair without a bottle opener. Oh no! And Use I... the edge of the table. Like... I don't want to ruin my nice. Ah, you can buy a new one. Use your Amazon points. Get a bottle opener right away. I need to get an e-bike and, and then, you get you know, an e-bike and a bottle opener. And then my wheelchair for one eye. <laughs> oh, hi, Ish. Cripple myself. Ish, don't go for the Taco Bell. Don't do it. It's a slippery, it's a greasy slope. It's so, because you realize how easy it is, and it's so delicious sometimes. Ah. Uh. And the trick all, is too. All the time. My, my biggest problem was, and this was the squeezer, the, the summer of squeezer, where I really packed it on <laughs> before before I decided. Okay, that no was more the, of the this. clams, right? Every night, that, the clam well, bakes. It was the summer of clams. That was a couple of years back. But then <laughs> it was. Uh, when did I decide I had to like cut the shit and get? So it's, it's been a year now. Yeah, and I've fallen off the wagon. I got to get back on. I'll wait till after Hershey. But that wagon's tough. Been to... Disney. Disney really threw me for a fucking loop, man. Um, it like gets you out of your groove, but because of that, the summer last summer before no, well, the summer before because last summer I was all like, "Look at me, I'm working out." And like summer before though, that was the one where I ate Taco Bell at the ballpark like every day mm. because in it, but it it worked out because you, I would go and I would get Taco Bell. I get the box every time because it's convenient, and then I would leave it on my dashboard in the sun. And it would just, it would be like a heat lamp. And it would just like make it all extra melty and gooey. 
So when I came back out after doing interviews, like I had like just gooey tacos and oh, it was so good. I'm sure it like was just you know generating botulism, <laughs> you know, as we spoke. But um, yeah, Dan, and you're near the border of Mexico. You oh yeah, he's have... got like legit. There's... Yeah, there's legit taco places here. Not like there, but there's still good taco places yeah. here. But Taco Bell is just something special. Yeah, like that, we have good hipster taco places around that here. That beef product. Yeah, we have like good places like, oh man, I'm like a culinary taco expert. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But then we also have like, there's like two or three legit Mexican restaurants where they don't understand a word you're saying and you don't understand a word they're saying. But fuck, the food is good. And I remember I walked in there and the people I was with, they're like, we'd like some queso, please. And I'm like, I don't have that queso shit. This is real. Now I know it's just probably all queso because it's like Tex-Mex stuff, but I mean. Tex-Mex is better than traditional Mexican anyway, I admit it. Sorry, that's my... I got hungry. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, Getting all hot and bothered. So Taco Bell then in 2018 to celebrate 25 years of the movie. And I didn't even know this. I found this in my... Oh, hey, is he coming back to get my lamp? Hey, come here. Aw. There you go. How did I miss this? What? This promotion, the promotion, or the one on the one from '93, or the one I'm no, about the, to talk the 25 about. No, twenty-five year one. Oh well, don't look it up and get and spoil it. No, you're telling me about it now. Oh, That's what I'm asking. A glimpse into this. the future. Well, it was in San Diego. Oh, they built the Taco Bell like the Taco Bell from Demolition Man. It, it was to celebrate Nacho Fries coming back, uh, which I've never had. Eh, um, not a fan. I don't want fries at Taco Bell. Taco Bell is honoring the 25th anniversary of Warner Brothers' cult classic Demolition Man. Um, well, we decided to recreate the Taco Bell restaurant from the film and host a three-day pop-up event at the people of downtown San Diego. Uh, so the menu was... Um, they had Dan Cortez there, um, who was the piano player performing in the restaurant in the film. Uh they had like champagne glasses, bubbly with Baja bursts. Oh, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> they had a course. The menu included courses with nacho fries, a futuristic crunch wrap supreme, and more. Like they had a deconstructed crunch wrap supreme. Uh, fans were mesmerized by authentic props and costumes from the film on display throughout the event. Uh, the merch was a must cop for any Taco Bell fan. If you, oh, it was available in the Taco Bell shop for a limited time. I missed it. Oh, they have the, the co- like the actual like waiter costume that they wore. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so cool. Well, we fucking missed it, Squeezer. Fuck, this should be a real restaurant. We need this in our... Tell someone over at the casino they need this in there. A high-end Taco Bell. They they have one. We are going to actually... Munch and I were close to eating at it. They have a Taco Bell cantina in Las Vegas, which oh. is like... It's like a sit-down, and they, they have alcohol. Like oh, Mex- well, that's a reason. Then. Mexican beers and like margaritas and stuff. And Munch and I were close. I bet we'll we'll do it this year because we leave 
uh, April 14th for Vegas for NAB. National Association of Broadcasters will be out there if anyone's out there. Fellow broadcasters. <laughs> That's right, baby. We're broadcasters. And we're going to the National Association of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're proving it right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm broadcasting with the best of them. Oh, so uh, who are you with? Uh, Radier's podcast? We did that at Toy Fair. Right. Toy Fair moved to September now. Hmm. So. Because um, we were at the last one that you and I, the last in-person toy fair that was held, you and I were there. Oh, yeah. Wait, so that's like, the is it going to be like the week before? Uh, New York Comic Con. Comic Con? Yeah. Wow. Just keep half those booths set up. Yeah, I know, right? That's probably why they're doing it, because half the people just stay. Comic-Con. Um, all right. Your first pick, Squeezer. In first blood, he fought for his life. This time, he's fighting for a lot more. If winning means he has to die, he'll die. What you choose to call hell, he calls home. Stallone is back as... Rambo. I'm coming to get you. First Blood, Part 2. Ah. This is probably my most watched Stallone movie. Because mm. I had, I taped it off of like Pix 11 one day. Mm. And then watched it nonstop. I could see you again. being into. Um... Into the Rambo movies, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really up your alley. <laughs> yeah, it speaks to um, and yeah, it was. Uh, this is what, like, when people like when you use like Rambo as that like colloquialism, is that how you say it? Like, like when you say Rambo, like the idea of Rambo, and that pop culture version of him, it's people are thinking of the Rambo from Part Two. Right. You know, like, look, First Blood is, is like a brilliant psychological, like, tense chase film. Based on a book. And they, 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 a lot of people said that the movie surpassed the book the way Stallone and the director humanized John Rambo. Uh, yeah. And not just the bloodthirsty killer like he was in the book. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I love, it's great. You drew first. Blood. I don't know why I went to Vince on that, but. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so it, it was, it's great and all, but then you, you get into that, you, you realize you have like a true action hero here. So let's take this grounded uh, character that is a, a great, uh, you know, something to talk about PTSD and the way we treat our veterans and just turn him into a bloodthirsty killing machine. And uh, so Hollywood did. And uh, yeah, it was, it created that, that Rambo, uh, you know, persona, you know, everything that you think about and all the parodies of Rambo are from this movie and like yeah. the kill count. Hot he shots. only is, Hot He's responsible, 
What's that? Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And yeah, he's responsible for possibly one death in the first movie. You know, mm. to be fair, the guy should have been wearing a like a belt in that helicopter. No, that's on him. But yeah, and in, in this one, he starts going on his killing spree. I think he is responsible for fifty-seven fatalities in this movie. Um, I, I had that that chart somewhere where they have they break it down by shirt on, shirt off. You know, how, how many he killed more people with a shirt off, I believe, uh, until the last movie where because he's a little bit older, he keeps a shirt on. And that's the one I think like the body count was like he killed like 500 people or something in one movie. Um, but yeah, I I loved uh, First Blood because but it wasn't it was still within that like what I would say is like the, the diehard sphere where it's ridiculous. But it's still even though he killed 57 people, it's still kind of grounded. Like he still gets his ass kicked. Um, and especially like those torture scenes are brutal. Um, at, at at the same time, he just still wants to go back and just hunt down uh, Murdoch. It's great, but um, yeah, right. And it gets creative. I, I love the bow. As a kid, I would run around. I had my little Robin Hood bow I had when I was little for my Halloween costume, and then it eventually became my Rambo exploding arrow bow. Well, I mean, we've talked at nauseum about the the violent toy line that Rambo spawned. We we're going to talk about it in the show, but there's so much else to talk about that I was like, we already talked about it. I'll pass it, but mm-hmm. pass on it. But yeah, there was a lot of kid they kids. I had Rambo action figures. Yeah. Um. I did. I just blow one of your picks. You talked about that. Are you talking? Yeah. About I mean, yet? yeah. We already talked about it, but it's yeah. coming up next. <laughs> Um, I had, uh, there's a Rambo cartoon, there's Rambo cosplay guns, uh, knives, uh, everything. So it was very, uh, yeah, strange, but great in the same manner. Yeah. It's got exploding helicopters. Who doesn't like that? A lot of them. Okay. Uh, we're not at an hour yet, Squeezer, and we're starting my second pick. So, I mean, you can't be mad at that. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Odd Wrestling World Championship competition. All I want to do is hurt him, crippling. When the switch goes on, I feel like a machine. The talk is over. Now the action begins. Back off, I'm going to give you a world of hurt, little man. You want it? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, come on! Over the top. Ready, PG. Soon. Over the top. I'm one of like 10 people in the world who've seen this movie. <laughs> also, I'm one of probably three people in the world who had the toys. <laughs> I'm talking this about can... the Luco action figures, dolls, and uh, interactive, uh, I guess, cosplay kit. Um, so I had the two-pack figure with the, the arm wrestling table. And it was so hard to get these guys. They just turned into generic wrestlers for me. I had the guy who looks like Jake with the cowboy hat on. The big hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Lincoln Hawk, obviously. 
I have to look at these. Iron comes with a little table. <laughs> yeah, so the table two pack came with um, Lincoln Hawk and a generic opponent. And then uh, as far as the other figures, I had the big hillbilly. This is the, awesome. How, this never, I never knew this existed. Oh, yeah. I got Kitty City, man. It was like, look at, oh, my God. The one picture I'm looking at has the Lionel Red Tag special sticker on it. Wow. Hold on. Let me show you this. This is fucking what I had. I, and I, I only, I watched, I didn't see the movie before I bought these toys. Because oh, no one did. It was on one night, and my I asked my dad if we could watch it, and he's like, well, there's the, the doll. I'm trying to send you the... the. Why does he keep sending you the fucking doll? Whatever. Um, But the coolest thing was this arm wrestling table for you and your friend to arm wrestle, just like they do in the professional tournaments that had the stick to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never had that, but I saw it, and I wanted it, but I never had it. You were all in the cosplay until it actually required actual muscles. Yeah, right. That was, you know, I'm not going to arm wrestle anybody. I'm going to lose. Wow, this one's completely beat the shit, and they want 500 bucks, 600 bucks for it? Yeah, because they all they didn't sell, and they all wound up liquidated, like at uh, Kitty City, which was before KB Toys, Kitty City was the big liquidator. You know, I might have got one of the figures too at Toy Liquidators, <laughs> for, <laughs> at, at Red at the Vanity Fair outlets. I'm so happy these exist. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is awesome. They're probably up in my brother's uh, attic too. Yeah, the big hillbilly guy was a wrestler. He was uh, the Godwins or whoever. Didn't look like Jake. Oh. Oh. I say that as a compliment. Like he's all yeah. jacked, but uh, the overalls. Over. No. Uh, what was the, the hillbilly's name? The hillbilly action figure, Cleave. Yeah, Cleave. Googling with the radius. And you missed in the picture. I'm looking. Cleave Arm Bender Dean. Oh, you found him? Yeah. Because I was sending a screenshot. I found him. I'm looking like, was he actually like, in the movie? Uh yeah. I believe that big hillbilly was. Cleve Dean, yeah, he's an actual arm wrestler, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Arm wrestling legend, Cleve Dean, yeah. Oh. World's strongest man competed in World's Strongest Man, seventy nine and eighty. Yeah. Man, this guy is huge. Yeah. Luther Cleve Dean. Yeah, he was in over the top. 450-pound weight limit. He's the kind of guy that just has, like, 
big guy strand, no matter what. Yeah. Died at 57. <laughs> yeah, that'll do that to you. Yeah. He would pick up his John Deere tractor from the rear. Well, yeah, because the engine's in the front, so it's not that impressive. Big son of a bitch. Yeah. That's a cool figure, though. I love the zipper. Good, nice detailing in the zipper going all the way down to the crotch. Oh, yeah. Um. So, uh, how 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 do you play with these? So you there's just have arm wrestling con contests there. Yeah, there there's action on the back. The there's this like knob on the back that you could twist back and forth. That you is like a joystick, and you turned it mm -hmm. to like make their arm. And it, but it was so hard to set them up at the table, it was near impossible to use the gimmick. Gotcha. So they they're wrestlers because they're very posable. Like in a way, figures weren't back then. Look at the arms. Yeah. Look at all the That's moves you can do with them. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, he looks like Hillbilly Jim. Um, all right. So that is over the top. Stallone, you are on Squeezer's second pick. Evil has a new name. It's Savage, the secret army of vengeance and global evil. Today, Savage and its diabolical leader, General Warhawk, threaten the freedom of everyone on the face of the earth. Can anyone stop Savage? Rambo. He's not just another Joe. He's a fighting machine, expert in all tactical weapons and guerrilla warfare. Rambo's the one man you want when the going gets rough. But the fight won't be easy because General Warhawk doesn't fight fair, and he doesn't fight alone. Second in command is Sergeant Havoc. He thrives on treachery and dirty tricks. Mad Dog, he's one mean dude with a real short fuse. Gripper, a ruthless mercenary. He rewrote the book on combat. Nomad, a terrorist who's not above seizing hostages or planting a bomb. And the final member of Savage is the Black Dragon, a deadly ninja warrior. But if freedom and justice are to survive, the only hope is with Rambo and the Force of Freedom. Rambo. Fighting alongside Rambo is Colonel Troutman, the toughest CEO okay, in the Special the Rambo. Forces. This Rambo, Rambo. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you need to do? He did it all it's for like you. A, it's a minute and a half. Yeah, I played this before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know we talked about this, but I can't talk Stallone without this. Because the, the, this is like an original rad years going back like first five episodes, I think. I was talking about my trip to uh, uh, where the hell is uh, Williamsport? Mm. Going to visit my family up what there. What a lovely trip to Williamsport! Yeah. Love family trip to Williamsport. Made that run quite a bit. See a little bit of the Little League World Series. Uh, that was fun. But the highlight of my trip um, was uh, going to Hills and procuring my own. Uh, Rambo uh, action figure. Uh, the the uh, traditional, the, the regular, just old Rambo figure. Not one with all the gadgets and gizmos. The one with the the tiny legs and giant, giant head. Um, with his uh, machine gun belt and his M60 and his uh, survival knife. 
his tea knives, which are kind of terrifying, like these just little palm daggers, you know, that every kid's toy should have, and uh, an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the sculpt on the head is actually pretty good because it's so big. It's clear, like, it's like a Barbie-sized head on, like, almost your standard action figure. It's uh, it's pretty big. Um, But, yeah, I didn't have any of the other figures. In fact, I didn't even know it was a set until, like, years later, like, maybe possibly from this show that it was more than that. Um, I knew there was a show, but I never really watched it. But I just had this Rambo figure, and it was just kind of like a loose... I mean, who knows? It probably even what probably didn't even come in packaging. The hill is like, oh, there's just a Rambo figure laying on the floor. It's a buck, um, but it it gave me something to play with on like the two hours back, which now is like, eh, whatever. But back then, man, like two and a half hours in the car at like six years old. Yeah, five. That was absolute hell. Which means so if this was eighty, I want to say. I'm, I think I think they moved in like 89, 90. So it was probably like 88, 89. So it was already two, three to two years. Two to three years. That's usually how you say that. Um, yeah, past this run of figures. And I'm sure it wasn't even on the shelves long uh, in your first run toy stores uh, before these things started just not selling and getting yanked. Um, it's just your competition as G.I. Joe. You know, you got, you already have an established toy line that has absolutely everything. They were like way bigger than G.I. Joe though. These things were, these were like the same size as like the Karate Kid figures. I think the same maker, Remco, right? Uh, These were, uh, Coleco. Coleco, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, they are Big and like goofy looking, like almost yeah. And I, I mean, I had one. Yeah, but yeah, it's like seven points of articulation. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I want to say like uh, cops size scale. I wish there was an actual measurement. Where's the six and a half inches? So yeah, that's almost you're almost at like twice the size of a GI Joe. Yep. Um. Bigger than your regular, uh, what, what's G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe is talking sizes of action, talking figure scale on the Rockies podcast. Now that I'm in the jingle game, maybe I should three, start. Getting yeah, G.I. Joe is three and three quarters. I should start getting some of these jingles made. <laughs> <laughs> now I got a jingle guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they were kind of awkward. Uh, you know what? The bad guys are kind of cool. Um, they're all very generic, of course. No, we heard um, about all their secret identities from that narrator. Now he's the baddest of the bad guys. <laughs> and Nomad's really got like an Iron Sheik thing going on. Um, But yeah, it was a cool figure. I have no idea what the hell ever happened to him. But he entertained me for a good two, two and a half hours in the ride home. I probably lost him in the car. He's probably still in there somewhere. Probably. Yeah. All right. Um, This one's going to be fun. This is my third pick. 
Everyone remembers this commercial. Ooh, and Rocky Balboa is taking the beating of his life. Rocky's ringing that bell. I can't concentrate. It's over, Rock. Now that it's over, just give me something to drink. There ain't nothing on ice to the Satan now. Let me brisk guys pay, yeah? Except maybe this. And Balboa needs a miracle. Yo, that's brisk, baby. I mean, I walked around as a kid, not even a kid. I was, I was like, yeah, a teenager when this came out going, no, no, I just need something to drink. <laughs> it's not over. I just need something to drink. Uh, until yesterday, Squeezer, I just assumed it was some a voice actor uh, doing that role. But I found I'm, out I'm it was indeed um, Sylvester Stallone. Then when I went to get this clip off YouTube... Someone named Mark Silverman five years ago wrote, I was hired to be Rocky, the Rocky voice of that puppet. I was very excited to do the voice in a national commercial. About a week before I was going to go in and record it, my agent called me and told me Stallone decided to do his own voice in the commercial. I was quite disappointed, but if anybody was going to beat me out, I was happy it was him. Sly gave me the okay to do the radio versions, so I did. Not exactly the same. <laughs> What's the radio version? A few years ago, I was called in to take over for Stallone on a video game called Ratchet and Clank. I took over him on his character that he did in the film named Victor Von Ion. Mm -hmm. I have filled in for Sly in a number of projects, but boy, I would have loved to do that commercial. So I was like, holy shit, Mark Silverman. Hmm. That's a, a, I looked him up. He's got bona fides, so it's probably true. Um. So I found some articles about these these spots were a big deal. It started with a Frank Sinatra one. You know, old blue eyes and the blue can of brisk. Mm -hmm. Remember Lip, Lipton Brisk Ice Tea wasn't even a thing till 92, but it feels like it's been a thing my entire life. Yeah. Um, like Lipton Brisk was was like the big canned iced tea. It was brisk, baby. Brisk, baby. That's brisk, baby. So I found this article from 1997 on Sylvester Stallone's uh, Lipton Brisk Tea commercial. And it says, the ad, a follow-up to last year's Frank Sinatra spot, is one of Stallone's rare commercial appearances. Taping for an hour in a Miami studio in late winter, Stallone totally came back into the role, says Lipton brand manager Gary Yoshikawa. He, he'd better have. The actor says... The actor says an advertising source was paid close to $1 million to participate with three lines of dialogue that averages $50,000 a word, not including grunts. It sure does make up for taking scale in Copland. Million bucks to do that spot. Damn. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? I'll go ahead and read about this. I don't know. I'll do it. So... Yeah, Lipton Brisk Iced Tea, 1992. I feel like that was around way before that, but we were only 10 in 92, and I don't know. It was ever, that commercial was so great, though. That's almost more iconic than the movies. Mm -hmm. It's not over. Just give me something to drink. Uh, and it was so good, too. It was so fucking sweet. It was so sweet and sugary. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a little animated commercial. Let me see if I can find the radio version. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a brisk iced tea. Neither have I. 
There's a Babe Ruth one. There's a Karate Kid one. I don't think the radio uh, one's uh, on YouTube. Uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah, Bruce Lee. They brought him back in like the mid 2000s with Chuck Liddell and stuff and Eminem. And I think Bruce Willis Die Hard one. There's this one. Willis, you gonna put a George Jefferson display in playing in Hollywood or what? Sorry, pal. You stopped moving on up in the 70s. Take him to the cleaners, Wheezy. <laughs> That's brisk, baby. <laughs> Hope you like sushi. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> I missed that completely. There's a period in my life where I just didn't see commercials. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind hearing that one now. I, I can't take any more of those fucking... Uh... Doug and Emu commercials, fucking. Oh, the no matter what uh, I listen to. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Um. All right, let's and brisk. We are now moving on to. Oh, there's a Danny DeVito one too. Huh. Let's see. That Taxi. Oh, yeah, that's brisk, baby. Come hmm. on. What's the problem? Excuse me, but. There's a new Lipton brisk that tastes so good it, it, it sells itself. So, where's the director? So you puppets are fired. <laughs> Nobody fires Danny DeVito. I don't care if new brisk does taste better. What are you looking at? The puppet community is up in arms <laughs> today over the unexpected firing of the much-beloved Lipton characters. Trying to keep the little man down. What's your take on all this, Jackie? It's unconstitutional, Pat. If the puppets go away, Lipton must pay. Hmm. We at Jackie Lipton Child. feel no ill will toward the puppet community. Oh. This is purely a business decision. Off the record, we should be fired. The stuff sells itself. Ah, a little to the left. I don't know, Danny. Tastes really good to me. Traitor! Is that all you got, puppet boy? Ah! Oh, that's the story here. New brisk tastes so good, it sells itself. Get off of me! This is far from over. <laughs> I remember I remember that one now. I don't. I never saw that in my life. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I was looking up other teas. Or not other teas, but I came across this. You know honesty? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, I didn't I, I follow like 400 food blogs on Instagram oh. and shit, so yeah. I know all this crap. Yeah, Coke shut it down. It was bought by Coke, and then Coke shut it down. And the the, the makers of it started a new company Though, when they're trying to make it a thing. Ah, gotcha. After they got their billion from Coke, and then Coke yeah. decided to just get rid of it. ST is near. Uh, what did what did Coke have the already didn't need it for and just bought it out to destroy it? Coke had their own version of tea. Pure Life is their tea, I think. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. They don't care. They just want to buy their competition so more people drink Coke. They don't care if it fails or not. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, Squeezer, your third pick is here. His name is legend. His word is law. This is the commitment I expect. His cause is justice. Taking law to the lungs. All rise for Judge Dredd. Sylvester Stallone is adjourned. Is 
Judge Dredd, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. And the problem with that movie is he took his helmet off more than fucking Boba Fett in the book of Boba. Fuck. Um. Yeah, they really. Um, like, if you told me, like, that Stallone was gonna play Dread, like, I would be like, that is the perfect casting. Like, cause just you put the helmet on him, and he's got the jaw, and he's got like the the gruffness, and, and you're set. But no, no, they took the helmet off. Yeah, because they're paying the all. Off. They're paying all that money for Sylvester Stallone. They want him to have the helmet off. I get it, I get it. They want him to have the helmet off, and uh, yeah. And the the story itself too is kind of weird. I love um, the movie though. I fucking love. Oh, this movie. I do. As a movie that's not a. And Judge listen, Dredd story. this movie got me into the books, which then I got into. Uh, pretty heavily, but I didn't. I didn't read the books until I read this. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't read the books until I saw this movie. And um, yeah, man, fucking. God damn. Um, I think I've read. I'm trying to think. It might have been like just one off. Like I was never really. When was this one from? Googling with the red years. Um, that was ninety-five. When was Judge Dredd the film? Ninety-five. That was ninety-five too. So I wonder if I got that at the same time. It was the ultimate riddle. That was September. No way you got a Judge Dredd book before this movie came out. They just weren't carried in stores locally. They just weren't. Yeah. They were uh, like English. All right. It was right after it came out. Yeah. Once like the movie right came out, they were yeah. everywhere. But this, yeah. but even Alan Moore's and Dave Gibbons, you know, uh, behind this, the 2000 AD books were just in Britain only. <laughs> yeah. No. But um, it was, it allowed you like a quick retro, not retrospect, like you could re really easily after reading the comics, you look back, it's like, oh, that could have been something else. Yeah, or Judge Dredd was a fucking else. badass. Yeah. Um, the John Wagner run of Judge Dredd uh, was so fucking good. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it did, like there are some elements there. It didn't come through. And I think the problem was it was a big uh, disconnect. Um, I don't know why. So Stallone signed on. And he had no idea what Judge Dredd was. Fair enough. Um, but if you're going to do it, maybe read some books. But he almost saw it as, I don't know, when he read the script, like he goes, oh, this is going to be like a uh, like a futuristic buddy cop film kind of. Uh, he saw it as more of a co an action comedy. And that was his, t this is how we're going to do it. This is an action comedy. Uh, Danny Cannon uh, saw it as a more of a dark, you know, there could be some dark humor in it, but it's very much satire, which is, you know, what Dread is. Um, and so there was a lot of butting heads on set. And do you want to take a guess uh, who won out each time uh, there was an argument on set, either Sylvester Stallone or Danny Cannon? 
uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of like, they do a take like, oh, good. And he's like, no, no, we got to do it again. Let's make it funnier. And so they would kind of do it that way. And then him also taking his helmet off. That was absolutely him in the studio. Uh, I want to his helmet. Yeah. Which I get. I I get. Especially back then when comic book movies and especially and you could generally say an unknown comic book movie like uh didn't have that kind of sway. You know, now if you made a dread you, you can make a new dread movie with Stallone, like, no, he's not taking a goddamn helmet off, he's Judge Dredd. Right. I mean they already did it with uh Keith Urban. Uh yeah, Dredd, that movie was okay. Yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Keith Urban's the Carl Urban is uh, butcher. Yeah, but it's it's fun to get Fucking it wrong. Cunts. Um, but it, it it's funny because this movie was supposed to be made earlier, but they kept pushing it off because I guess, um, <clears throat> RoboCop came out and did Judge Dredd so well that they couldn't make a Judge Dredd movie because RoboCop took so much from the Judge Dredd character. And basically did it right. Yeah, Robocop was um, fucking... That, so if you really want you know, like a, a Drudge Dread movie, watch Robocop. Robocop is fucking dope, man. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Again, with another sick uh, toy line. <laughs> <laughs> which is more on Robocop 2, which I fucking love Robocop 2. Sure. I mean, Frank Miller, come on. A lot of people shit on RoboCop too, but I like it. Aww, it had a cartoon too, didn't it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, uh, what the hell was the name of it? Did we talk about it on one of our? Uh... Oh, just RoboCop. Yeah, Marvel Productions. Twelve episodes in '88. Um, but yeah, it was uh, and uh, you got. Originally, he wanted um, Joe Pesci to play Judge Dredd. Yeah, no, no, not Judge Dredd. <laughs> um, no, the uh, the the Fergie character. Oh. Um, when he passed on it, then the Rob Schneider uh, got the role, and like that character in the books too is like you know he's like a weaselly, conniving like underboss. And the movie's kind of just a complete idiot and coward. Um, but, yeah, it was... I mean, yeah, as as a movie and at... Uh, what was I? I uh, was like 12. Fuck. Yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. In hindsight, you kind of wish. Oh, it was... I watched Dread uh, on pay-per-view one summer over and over and over and over. Just like Demolition Man. I watched it over and over yeah. and over and over. But I love Judge Dread. And then I was like, the my guy... Not, it was before Dominic, but the guy at the comic book store, Tillman, Tillman 8, was like, hey, we have some of those 2000 AD magazines. They weren't... like British comic books were like more magazine format. Ugh. Mm-hmm. They weren't the more rectangular <laughs> format. So I, I got a couple of the Dread ones, um, the reprints of the original story, and well, these are pretty good. Much more badass. The killer, the uh, judge, jury, and executioner right there on the street. It's like he's uh, 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 down in Memphis, <laughs> Tennessee. 
<laughs> anywhere really in the South anymore. Or Minneapolis, I guess, for that matter. Um, all right, so we're on to my fourth pick, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, here is my fourth pick. This is Cobra for the Commodore 64, which I did not play as a kid, but I saw that it existed, so I went and played it this week on an emulator. It sucks. It is an awful game. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Cobra? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie. I liked it as a kid, but that movie's garbage. Cobra. Yeah, I, I, it was on... Uh, probably within the, like the last three months or something like that, I saw it. Probably in the lunchroom when Munch after Munch was washing it or eating. Probably, lunch. yeah. Um, like, God, that movie sucked. <laughs> uh, Marianne Cobretta. It was like it was like something out of like a Simpsons plot line. Right? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's like parody. Yeah. Almost. And the game, apparently, so this is what I wrote about the game. It was a 1986 platform game based on the film of the same name, developed and published by Ocean Software, for Amstrad, CPC, Commodore 64, and ZX Spectrum. Um, Cobra is a side-scrolling platform game based on the film of the same name. The player play controls Cobra, a cop who must rescue the model Ingrid, Bridget Nielsen. Right? That was Bridget Nielsen. Uh, yes. Um, his wife, was he, were they married at the time of this movie? Uh, they were married, I think, 86 to 88. So, that was, yeah, that was, that was when they got married. Um, the player must avoid various enemies throughout the game, including members of Night Slasher's gang and people with bazookas. Cobra is initially unarmed and only has a headbutt as a defense. Weapons such as knives, pistols, and laser-sided machine guns can be found. Yeah, you gotta have that laser-sided fucking little <laughs> tiny machine gun that we I, we all had kid toy versions of. Um, gameplay takes across three levels, a city, a rural area, and a factory. The player ultimately faces off against the Night Slasher in the factory. Um, in the ZX Spectrum version, boxing gloves located at the bottom of the screen indicate the number of lives a player has. While a duck symbol gradually depletes as the player's weapon wears out. In the Commodore 64 version, snake heads are used to indicate the number of lives, and a hamburger icon represents the amount of uh, player's energy. Um, some critics felt the game was lacking originality. Uh, they compared it to the game Green Beret, and some viewed it as a send-up of the film. So, like a, like a spoof. And it kind of was. It was fucking ridiculous. I'm playing this... Uh, the game, like all the good music is in like the opening credits. Because once you get into the game, it just sounds like this. Like a fucking Atari game. <laughs> it's very, very bad. I was playing this and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This game is awful. Um... So, 
They said ZX Computing wrote that the film, the game stands up on its own right, perhaps because it bears so little similarity to the original film. Which is true. I'm sorry. It doesn't uh, resemble the original film at all, but it doesn't stand up. The game is boring and repetitive, and it's like a beat em up, but not fun because it's like a head beat em up, and a, like you get like weapons, and there's like flashers and trench coats, and they're not even flashing and hanging down. Uh. In 1987, it won the Newsfield Award for Best Platform Game. Really? Yeah, but they wrote, the unintentionally hilarious film got the game it deserved. I guess that movie is kind of funny. Not trying to be. It is pretty stupid. Uh, had a good uh, soundtrack. I think we had it on tape. Uh, but yeah. Cobra for the Commodore 64. Squeezer, we are now down to your fourth pick. Penultimate pick. So anyway, campaign finance reform seems to have stalled on Capitol Hill. So I'm throwing in the towel. What are you talking about, Mick? I'm doing good. I'm doing great out there. I'm trying my best. Great? Are you kidding me? Now look it. You gotta give the people what they want. What they wanna hear. Yeah? They don't wanna hear your thoughts on politics. No? You're a big dumb animal. Yeah. A no good punk fighter that they fell in love with 21 years ago. So this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna pull your socks off, kid. You crazy, greasy Italian tank. And remember that Mickey loves you, kid. I love you. I love you. Now make me proud, kid. Okay, you want it? Here it is. Go, Adrian! Who was played Mick? Was it uh, <clears throat> Phil Hartman? Uh, Jim Brewer. Uh, Jim Brewer. Oh, so it was later. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, 97. Ah. Yeah. Who so played Adrian? Was... What's up? Who played Adrian? Uh, uh, Chris Kattan. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was. he looked just like her, too. It was actually pretty spot on. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this was September 27, 97. Uh, season 23, episode one this is the season premiere. Uh, Sylvester Stallone with musical guest Jamiroquai. Mm. Yeah. So I went back and rewatched this, and I was bummed because they edit a lot down. Um, they, they cut a lot out of what's on streaming online, like Peacock and shit. Like, just whole sketches and everything. Uh, I was all excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to see a Jamiroquai show. Nah. And, uh, they cut that out, too. Uh, they cut out some other uh, uh, sketches. The one in particular I was like, like excited to see. I don't get why they cut it out of all of them. Um, was uh, the computer station. And I remember this one. And it's Will Ferrell goes into a computer store. And he's looking to buy a computer. <coughs> And Stallone is working there, and he's a terrible salesperson. 
And oh, Will Ferrell uh, goes to the manager. He's complaining to Tim Meadows, who's the manager. And then, and Stallone looks great in this. Like he looks like a dweeb that would work at a computer store. Um, and Tim Meadows explains that before it was a computer store, it used to be an Orange Julius stand. And when they moved in, the Sylvester Stallone character was just like huddled in the back corner and refused to leave. Mm. And he's still convinced that he's working at the Orange Julius stand. And so it's 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 a funny bit. I think it's the best one out of all of them. Um, and uh, there was also, uh, but yeah, that it wasn't in there because then they leave in like there's a Holly Planet Hollywood sketch where it's just Jim Brewer and. Tracy Morgan yelling how much that they love Sylvester Stallone and just kind of humping him the whole time, which is fine, but it, it like it was it doesn't do Stallone any favors. He just stands there awkwardly while the two of them just kind of molest him. Whereas the computer station, like he shines, like he's great in it. Mm. Um, there is a weekend update segment hosted by uh, Norm Macdonald. Um, with special guest um, Richard Jewell. Uh, he's the... Uh, the the bomber from... Well, the, not the bomber. The, well, not, the, the, not the guy bomber. who stopped yeah. the bomber at the, the 1996 Olympics. Yeah, well, un- unless you're like Tom Brokaw in that case. Yes, you're right. He is the bomber, I guess. Um, but yeah, and it was, it was really awkward. Uh, there were some good jokes in there that I laughed at, but he bombed. The audience was not having it. Uh, it was it, to the point where, like, you would t- and he just sat there, like, "All right, you're not gonna laugh at this. Go fuck yourself." Um, well, it's a bunch of Janet Reno stuff. Uh, it also cut out the Roxbury guys. I remember there was a uh, a Stallone sketches, uh, Rocky's running, and then uh, the Roxbury guys come out and like teach him. He can't dance, so they teach him how to dance. Uh, they cut that one out. But the one that they, the two that they did leave in, for sure, there's uh, a new car where he plays this sleazy, um, uh, uh, Jersey Italian greaseball. Like it's like, it's straight out of, uh, uh, with the uh, jer- it's like Jersey Shore ten years before there was a Jersey Shore. Mm. Um, and it's imagine, um, Hank Hill. Uh, imagine, sorry, Henry Hill, like at his absolute greasiest towards the end of Goodfellas, but like poor and fat. And he bought a new car, but he gave the neighbor uh, woman a ride before he gave his wife a ride. So she leaves him and it's this little big dramatic thing on the front lawn. Um, and then I think the best one that was left in the show, I don't want to MacGyver this. Um, I'm kind of getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. But it's a, it's a simple premise. There's a car accident, and uh, Norm MacDonald is the driver who is severely injured. And Sylvester Stallone, playing Sylvester Stallone, comes to help. But Norm MacDonald doesn't want his help. As he's dying, all he does is shit over all of Stallone's bad movies. And there's no real punchline joke, anything. It's just... It's four minutes to just let Norm Macdonald be mean to Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and it's, movie shit, it's, huh? <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. It's just him, Norm Macdonald being an asshole on his deathbed, which is great. So, 
Yeah, you can uh, you can watch like I guess half of it. It feels like there's so much missing. Um, well, they don't have to now. They just got the full. Yeah, they just got the. Oh, and then uh, also the uh, Xerox Asjet 790 was one of those uh, product uh, bits. I remember this one. It's the Xerox machine it actually has imprints in the glass so it fits your ass. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's finish this. My last pick and you're we got we got two picks left with the home stretch. We're about to finish the show and I'm finishing on this now. I want to ask you a story I heard about Sylvester Stallone. You is it true that you tricked Sylvester Stallone who is uh is he a friend and a rival or just a rival? No, no, in the in the 80s he was just a rival. Just a rival. Just, it was just competition. It was all about who is uh, making bigger movies, who has uh, uh, more definition in their muscles, mm -hmm. who has more box office success, who kills more people, uh, <laughs> who kills people more creatively, <laughs> who has bigger knives, who has bigger guns. And the end, I started running around with machine guns that were only used for helicopters, mounting on helicopters or on tanks. It was crazy. It was all out war. It was all out war. So the story goes that you somehow tricked him into making a very bad movie. Yes. And is that true? Yes, but it's part of the... <laughs> How in the world? How did you manage to do that? How did you pull that off? Well, because they came to me because they, uh, Hollywood knew that I was wanting to get out of just doing action movies and do comedies. That's why I did then Twins and Kindergarten Cop and movies right. like that. Uh, thank you. But so they came to me with this other movie, and uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, Stop or My Mother Stop Will or Shoot. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, exactly. Yes. That's right. And so I read the script, and it was a busy <laughs> I mean, that's the <laughs> And so I said to myself, I'm not going to do this movie. So then they went to Sly, and uh, then Sly called me and he says, hey, have they ever talked to, him, uh, to you about this movie? And I said, yeah. I said, I was thinking about doing it. <laughs> I said, this, this is a really brilliant idea, this movie. And so but when he heard that, because he was in competition, he immediately called him and says, look, whatever it takes, I do the movie. <laughs> yeah. So he did the movie. Wow. And of course, the movie went major into the toilet. <laughs> major. major into the toilet. <laughs> So there, like he's that. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. But that movie, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, was such a piece of trash. <laughs> and he was tricked into doing it because the loan kept showing interest. So the two met each other at the 1977 Golden Globe Award ceremony, according to Wikipedia. Uh, where there's a whole Wikipedia page called Schwarzenegger Stallone Rivalry. Where Stallone had been nominated for Best Actor, while Schwarzenegger was nominated for New Star of the Year. Due to an event in the ceremony, Stallone allegedly threw a bowl of flowers at Schwarzenegger. Um, he said from that moment, our DNA even hated each other. Uh, I know Stallone called him a Nazi. Uh, the whole Bridget Nielsen thing. Schwarzenegger said he was taking a sloppy seconds, pretty much, because they apparently had a fling during Red Sonja. Um, and he, he, Schwarzenegger said he pawned her off on Stallone to get rid of her. Um, in an interview with Playboy in 1988, Schwarzenegger mocks Stallone's fur coat that he wears while directing. Uh, 
of course, like I said, Stallone called him a Nazi. Um, and uh, so <laughs> these are really petty. In 1988, the New York Post reported that Stallone and his crew entered a nightclub, saw a picture of Schwarzenegger on the wall, demanded it removed, let Sly leave and never come back. And the owner took down the picture. <laughs> In March 1990, Stallone read an unauthorized biography by the aforementioned Wendy Lee about Schwarzenegger's Nazi family, difficult childhood, and use of steroids in his teen. Stallone, according to Lee, was so pleased after reading the first draft, he said, Honey, reading this is better than getting four blowjobs. In Twins, Schwarzenegger's character makes fun of it. Remember, he walks up to the Rambo poster and he like set, implies that his muscles are bigger. <laughs> um, hmm. Stallone responded in the movie Tango and Cash, and when she beat, beat up a man who looked like Schwarzenegger, Stallone later admitted that he imagined Schwarzenegger by shooting the scene. In Last Action Hero, a Terminator 2 poster was shown with Stallone's face, and Schwarzenegger's character compliments his performance in an un- tongue-in-cheek manner. Uh, and then the whole stop or my mom will shoot thing. But they're friends now. They did the Expendables together. They did the escape plan. Um, you know, once their careers both start tanking, they realize they could probably do better together than apart. So yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the rivalry squeezer right there. The rivalry. Two big stars. Uh, all right, your last, okay. your last Sylvester Stallone. Uh, save the worst for last. <laughs> You're not gonna MacGyver this, are you? No, right. no. I, why would I do that? Is an island. By day, the population grows to over three million people, and every evening, three quarters of them leave the city. If you want to get off the island. You can go over the water or go under it. Tonight, however, commuters are advised to avoid the tunnel. One hundred feet below water. The tunnel is sealed. The only way out. We are not leaving in here! Is together. Rated PG-13. Daylight breaks December 6th. That movie was such trash. Oh, God, yeah. This was kind of, when you said about, like, tanking, and I mean, I, and it was for a period of time. There was a, a dark period, and now they've come back around to that, like, grandfathered-in celebrity status, if you will. Um, yeah, like, Expendables. Then he did the ex- the extra Z- Rambo movies, and then he did Rocky Balboa, and of course, you know, Creeds. But and then also, like, you know, not like starring in things, but like, you know, doing stuff like Ratchet and Clank, which actually did bomb. But uh, is that a movie? Yeah, well, it was a video game, and then they made a movie, and the movie didn't do so well, I guess. Hmm. Uh, it was 2016. Soundtrack's great, though. I have it right here. Um, and then, yeah, then like Guardians and uh, uh, Suicide Squad, stuff like that. Um, 
but yet yeah, not like carrying uh, a movie like he had up until I would say uh, Daylight here um, in '96. It would go, of course, he would do Copland then in '97, which is fucking great, but that's an ensemble with. He did it for scale too. Yeah, the best of the best. Um, fuck. Look at Sylvester Stallone, Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport, Peter Bergen. Yeah, Jimmy Garofalo. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. But yeah, and so I'm looking at it. So in 93, he did Demolition Man. And I would say, is that like, like really like that was the peak there? Because then he did The Specialist. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but do you? I mean... You remember it, but do you care that you remember it? I mean, that, yeah, no, it's not a movie I'd go where you watch, no. Yeah. Um, and then he, then he did Judge Dredd. Then he did that Assassin's movie with uh, Antonio Banderas. And then he did Daylight. And Daylight... Uh, it's look, it's a disaster movie. It it's basically it the Poseidon Adventure, on, just right York. side up. Yeah, yeah. Going to New York, all those years on the bus, going through the tunnel, I was like, I wonder if this would ever collapse like in daylight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then then you realize that the, the concept just doesn't make any sense because the tunnel's underground. Right. It's not like because the movie it gives you this idea that the tunnel is like a tunnel in the water. It is. No, it's underground. Yeah, but it goes in and out of the water. It's underground. Right, but at some point it has to come up out. Yeah, in the ground. But there's still water on top of it. Yeah, above the ground. Right. Yeah. The ground can collapse. Yeah, but like the way it, it's not like a pipe that's just in the water. It's not. Like... It could bust. It could happen. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't. I hope it's still in the water. I, it's, I can't... You're saying it's underground, but there is a fucking river on top of it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It would, it, the whole thing would just instantly crush, though, and compress, and no one would be left. No. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, would it? Is that? I, I don't. I just can't wait. You're gonna walk in. It's gonna be an absolute disaster. Thousands dead, and you come strutting in all smug. Told you. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also, it makes the tunnels like this massive complex of like it's a complete underground city. Not just a, a shitty, and it's a way cleaner <laughs> than any. I any, the New York uh, tunnels are pretty clean. They're clean and a little they're not clean. bad. They're not bad. Yeah, not too bad. They're they're a little, little, little sooty. They're, they're they're not nearly as high tech as they are in daylight. Which tunnel is it? Is it Hudson or uh, Lincoln? It, it's. I think it's a non. If I recall, it's actually a nondescript. And in upstate New York, what was Broward? Oh, no, connecting Manhattan and New Jersey, Hudson River. But I don't. They don't mention like it's not like. Well, they both go under the Hudson. Yeah, but they don't mention either like by name which one it is. 
Yeah. I guess they, um, they couldn't. Yeah, that would probably be. Yeah. Uh, yeah you got. Uh, uh, oh, and Viggo Mortensen is in it, you know. Uh, you know Aragon. Right. Yeah, I know Viggo right? Mortensen. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I watching the other day? Like, I watched a minute of it. Uh, oh, History of Violence. Oh, that movie's good. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I also, in doing this, I realized, uh, you know, uh, and we were talking about body counts. Uh, Return of the King, highest body count in all cinema history. Oh, that makes sense. On scre- of on-screen deaths. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like 830-something kills, I think, they show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so he has to get – he's a rescue guy uh, in a tank top. And uh, I just remember there's all that image of him like breaking like the glow stick or like whacking the light. He's like whack and he holds it up and like shows like the flooded tunnel. And that was like the big image that they use to kind of sell it. Um, I guess disaster flicks are kind of fun. They've kind of like run their course because we're kind of living in one. So <laughs> no one wants to go and watch a disaster movie when you can just go outside, I guess. Um, but. Yeah, it, it it's they were fun in like the seventies and the eighties. Modern disaster, they, they they try too hard. It kind of gets uh, it's a little too over the top and unbelievable sometimes. Like Poseidon Adventure, it's like wow, I could almost believe this. Uh, and then they yeah, then they get a little too crazy, I think. But it made a shit ton of money. It was it almost doubled its budget, so. You can't argue on that. But then after that, then he goes on to do... Uh, so he did that. Then Copland. Then uh, what the hell was a good life? Oh, an unreleased. Then in 97, yeah, he also did an unreleased comedy. Uh, starring uh, him and Frank Stallone. Oh, he had a cameo. Frank Stallone was the star. Never it made does. it out of... Or your, this is his brother, right? Yeah. yeah. He was always on Howard Stern. Uh, Frank Stallone, Dennis Hopper, uh, the guy who played Elvis in Forrest Gump, Andrew Dice Clay, uh, Polly Walnuts. How could you not watch that movie? I want. Uh... Stallone asked for $20 million to let the film with his name. The film was canceled and still remains unpublished. The wow. With the Rod Years. Mm hmm. What movie was this? The, co- the Good Life. Unreleased, Unreleased American Crime cameo. Comedy Film. He just had a cameo. It was his brother. Yeah. But I kind of. It's it, in this day and age. Just put it on the internet. It probably is. Only one video remains of the film that the production company DEM Films has broadcast through the CNN channel. What does that mean? It is eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes of it is on um, YouTube. Interesting. Well, there you go. I know what I'm doing after the show. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, now he's got the Tulsa King. So yeah, he does that. It's a good show. I like Tulsa King. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, good man. He's he's a busy man. He's a busy they're man. They're making an Expendables four. Why not? I thought they were all supposed. To, if they're Expendables, shouldn't they have uh, all died in the first one? Well, they, I keep they they rotate a, a, a cast of Expendable characters. It's not always the uh, same ones. I think I I never seen a single one of those movies. Oh, the first one's fun. I I write them up with the Fast and Furious movies. Like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, they're just silly fun. That like it, it's so ridiculous. I've never seen a single Fast and Furious. Um, the problem with Fast and Furious is they try to pull off that whole oh it's about family. Yo, oh my god, that we saw thing. when we went to see Creed. They played the trailer for Fast X, and they say family about four hundred times in the fucking trailer. Ah, yep. Yeah, so they, they try to make it a thing. They try to make it a little more serious than it is. Where the Expendables knows it's somewhere between an actual Rambo movie and um, a Hot Shots. It's somewhere in between. It's a very gray area. Oh. Uh. Yeah. They, 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 like, they take it serious. It's This is an action film, but it's almost like it, tongue-in-cheek, you know we're making a ridiculous action film. There's a scene in the first one where Terry Crews is just plodding through a room with a crazy shotgun. And, like, each time he shoots a guy, he literally goes flying back, like, 50 feet. Oh, well, that's how you got to do it in the movie. Yeah. Well, uh, we are now uh, done with the Sylvester Stallone show. This is our March 8th Wednesday show. We will not be uh, have a show next week. We'll be in sunny Florida. But we, sunny, cold Florida. Sunny, cold, 60-degree Florida. We will be back the following Tuesday to do a show. Um, we got to figure out what we're going to do on that one. Probably yeah, our we're mi- just shooting from the hip now. Our mi- no, it's probably going to be our mint show for St. Patrick's Day, even though ah. it's yeah, like our cinnamon ah, show, show, our mint, our green mint show. So think green mint squeezer. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, we should be good until... Yeah, we should be good. I don't think we'll miss any more shows for a bit. Uh, oh, probably Ish, probably till the summer. Thanks for another great show. He, uh, you're in the boy. wrong text group. Ish, you're sweet. There's another podcast you're listening to. Uh, we did a Schwarzenegger show, Ish. We should do it. We could do another one, probably. Probably. Mint show uh, in two weeks, so look out for that. Uh, hit us up. Check out our website, radius.com. Check us out on Instagram for for me not posting anything. And um, we'll be back in two weeks, uh, Tuesday on the, what day is that, Squeezer? I don't know what day it is. 21st? We'll be back on the 21st. That seems Was like I right? forever. I yeah, that, that seems like forever from now. Oh, look at that. That is forever. The, the 21st, forever. We'll, we'll be back. Uh, recording a show that will probably come up on Wednesday the 22nd if you listen to it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anyway, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody.